We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for September 25th, 2017. Uh, yeah, this study is going to, we're already about an hour and 40 into it, uh, so this is probably going to be a pretty long study. <clears throat> um, the next part we're covering is going to elaborate on something that was previously mentioned in the first part regarding the gentleman talking about when the private contractors came in, how the one private contractor basically said, you need to all get out of here and turn over all your, all your aid relief to us. Like they're, you know, they come in there like they own the place or whatever. He tried to disarm him. And um, thank God that didn't happen because it sounds like a, a lot of people would have died had that happened. And Sometimes, like, I'll be researching and I'll see a particular movie that where a particular scenario is played out and it's recommended you need to watch this because they're really telegraphing their punches here. They're telling you exactly what they're doing within the dark state of the government. And one of these movies was called State of Play. And it had been, I don't know, it had been on my list of, to watch probably for a couple years or at least a year, if not two and I'll just tell you a little bit about it, and then I'm going to play a about a three-minute clip from the movie, which will further, and it's funny because I just watched it like last week, and it's, a lot of times that's how God does things with me. I'll watch something, and I saw this clip, and I said, oh man, I really need to play that in an upcoming study. And then, you know, it was kind of like one of those things where, yeah, that and about a million other things I need to do with the ministry, you know what I mean? It's just kind of overwhelming being a one-man band trying to do everything, and so much news to cover, it's like, trying to take a sip sip off a fire hydrant you know it just you can only do so much but it really stuck with me and i'm like i really should cover this but i like to play clips like that that are pertinent i mean i'm not going to play that during a health study you know I, I want it to be something that actually bolsters what i'm talking about on a given subject and man when i heard that when he said that it was like the Holy Spirit brought that right back into my remembrance. It was like, you need to find that clip and you need to play that. Because that really does shed a lot of light on what we're talking about here. And here's Hollywood openly telling us that they're doing this. So I'll just tell you a little bit about the movie. State of Play, a, a 2009 British-French-American political thriller, thriller film. The film tells of journalist Russell Crowe's probe into a suspicious death of Congressman Ben Affleck's mistress. This was not a low-budget film. It had Russell Crowe and Ben Affleck and other stars in it. Okay, so this wasn't some, you know, this is a pretty major Hollywood blockbuster film. McDonald said that the state of play explores the topical subject of the privatization of American homeland security, and you could also throw FEMA in there, along with the relationship between politicians and the press. Uh, it was released in North America on April 17, 2009. Congressman Stephen Collins, who has military experience, this is the movie now, the plot, is, and that's Ben Affleck, is leading an investigation into Point Corps, which in the movie is a private defense contractor, which is what we're talking about here today, uh, with controversial operations involving mercenaries, which is what that particular gentleman in the video was dealing with he was dealing with private contractor mercenaries that were going in there to oppose their will unlawfully on this militia that was there so that they could just have free reign over the area and rape steal kill and pillage and loot to their wicked hearts content 
Uh, it is later revealed that Point Core stands to gain $36.95 billion um, annually from its mercenary activities in the Middle East and domestically. Now, we've heard a lot, and I've reported a lot, where these private contractors are used extensively in the Middle East. But, and then, but it says the Middle East and domestically in the show. Now, at the time you go back, you know, into the Middle East and, and all the stuff we've been doing over there, when you were hearing about the private contractors, that's really the only place you were hearing about them. But here it's saying it's the Middle East and domestically. What, the, what could they be doing here? Exactly what they were doing in Harvey. Exactly what they were doing in Katrina. And that's where they really want to use them because they know some really bad stuff is coming to America. And again, if that's not the case, why why did that Deagle that that Deagle.com website that's like got gets all of its information from like, you know, all these high-level military sources and they even say it on their website. I've went over all the statistics. Why are they saying we're gonna have an 85% reduction in, in, in American population by like 2024? Well, things like Harvey in those are, again, precursors in beta testing events. Yeah, they're going to they're eliminate a lot of people, but that's just the tip of the iceberg of what the New World Order would like to implement in this country. And, it's, and if that's the case, they're going to not only, and I know I've talked a lot about Russian troops, I've talked a lot about Chinese troops, I've talked a lot about the um, uh, illegal um, drug gangs from Central America and from um, Mexico and um oh my word black lives matter and and uh all of the various move on.org and and these communistic organizations that are all kind of gonna gonna kind of get on the same team when the time comes yoke up and do satan's bidding and will well i hadn't even talked about the private contractors i hadn't even mentioned them and I think that's why God wanted me to mention them in this because that's something I had kind of left out of the whole scenario. This is a whole other horrible wrinkle to this. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is still on the throne and there are good people out there and there are still Christians in America that are praying about these things and God always does preserve a remnant. Okay, so I'm not here to just present all doom and gloom. But again, if you don't know about a situation and like there's zero prayer in America collectively going up about it like this horrible situation with Harvey guaranteed there's not a lot of Christians that are really praying about the real true issues you know why because they don't even know about them and a lot of them if they did know about it would just stick their head in the sand like an ostrich because it would be you know oh that's a conspiracy theory oh I can't believe that oh our government would you know <laughs> you know evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived that's what the Bible says we're going into a new world order, and you think the new world order government's going to be nice? And, and, and what brings us to a new world order is going to be nice? No, it's going to be pure wickedness, evil, and corruption that brings us into that. So we should be expecting these things. So going back to this, the um, uh, it says that um, he speaks with Congressman Stevens, who shares his research findings. Point Court is cooperating with other defense contractors to create a monopoly on purchasing government surveillance and defense contracts essentially privatizing the united states security from the government and this will be one of their trump cards that they'll try to play that let's say if they try a overt takeover of our military well they know that a lot of the people 
intermilitary won't go along with this and they won't fire on American citizens. Well, they'll have their private contractors there waiting in the wings as assassination squads and mercenaries that'll go in there and deal with that element, that patriotic element. Now, I'm not saying they're going to like win in, 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 again, I want to, I don't want to come at this from a standpoint of, oh, we have no hope. Let's just throw up our hands and give up. But I'm saying that's what I believe how these private contractors would be used at least in one capacity. So I'm going to go ahead and play about a three minute clip here. And you can hear, this is, this is like in the middle of the movie from the 57 minute mark. And you'll kind of hear what's going on here. And I'll probably narrate a little bit too. I want you to know something. I love my country. I love the military. My aim here is to save them. You understand my term? So I, I love my country. I love the military. My aim is here to save them. I believe this is a guy that works for Point Corps. That Russell Crowe, the reporter, is is interviewing and trying to get like, okay, what's really going on here? So I will not give you my name. I will not give you my rank in the Point Corps military structure or the internet dates of my service. Understand. I'm looking for a guy that Point Corps are using on a covert operation. Total deniability. Our mutual friend at DOD thought you might be able to help us find him. I don't know. I'll check it out. So what's your understanding of the Point Corps MO? Their MO? They do whatever the hell they want. These soldiers are answerable to no one. They're loyal. So these are the private contractors. They do whatever the H-E-L-L they want. They're answerable to no one. They go in there and, you know, they wreak havoc. To nothing but a paycheck. It's the Muslim terror gold rush. We've been watching this. So in that regard, he's blaming the Muslim, the Muslims on... The excuse why we have to have these private contractors, at least initially in the Middle East, because the Muslim terrorists were like a goal rush to this privatization um, of this, you know, like uh, these government yoke institutions like Point Corps. That's how they're making their money. That's the gold rush that he's in reference to. Earrings? Yeah. So the uh, head of the committee there, Stephen Collins. Oh, he's finished. They'll just keep knocking him down until he goes away. Do you have any idea what he's threatening here? This is 30 or 40 billion dollars annually. That's wrath of God money. So in other words, he's talking about, what about this congressman, Ben Affleck, that's coming after you? He's like, they'll just keep knocking him down. He's, he's, he's not going to be around because there's 30 to 40 billion or whatever at stake here. And, and, you know, if they have to, they'll do whatever they got to do in order to take him out. The hearings are saying three or four. Overseas, the real money is what Point Corps stands to make in its domestic operations. I wasn't aware that they had any. Who was sent in for crowd control after Hurricane Katrina? Us. I, <laughs> I mean, when I heard that, I was like, wow, they're openly admitting it. I understand they openly admitted to, to, to boots on the street, gun confiscation after Katrina. I understand that. But now they're, they're admitting they had their, their own privatized army of mercenary goons on the street that were actually acting as hit squads, as we're going to be looking at later. At least that was in part of the capacity that they were working in. And this is where the real gold rush is going to come, is domestically. When they have things like Katrina and now Harvey, and then I'm sure to a lesser extent, Irma, 
And they want to bring a whole lot more of that into America. And they also want to get Americans used to that whole private mercenary army being on the street having authority over you, even though they, they shouldn't have any authority over you. Security contractors deputized to shoot at American citizens. Who's training Chicago police on new interrogation techniques? Soon, Point Call will take over from the NSA on phone taps, terrorist databases, all of it. So they want them to take over because they're not loyal to this country. They're loyal to their paycheck. And that's what they want. They don't want a, 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 a army or, or the Air Force or the Marines or whoever who have taken a lawyer, uh, uh, a oath to uphold you know, the Constitution and, and you know, who would not have near as much of a tendency to shoot on American citizens. If these guys are in it just for the greed and the money or whatever, they don't care as long as they're getting paid. And so they're saying it's the domestic operations. And this, was, this film was made in 2009. It's a fundamental restructuring of domestic intelligence policy. It is the privatization of homeland security. Billions and billions of dollars. Now, you really think they're going to forfeit all that because some hero from the 7th District of Pennsylvania thinks that they should? Hey. So now he, Russell Crowe goes back to Ben Affleck and he's like, hey, what's going on here? And he's asking him if this is true, what he just learned. Because Ben Affleck, I believe, sent him to this guy by a former Point Corps employee that they have a plan to monopolize domestic security that's worth about $40 billion a year. Is that true? Yes. How? You cannot How? connect anything that I tell you back to me. You understand? Okay. Last year, 47 companies bid on major homeland security contracts. Of those, 16 companies were granted the bids. Of those, I can make connections between 14 companies. And I'm not just talking about someone leaving one company to go work for another. I'm talking about shared banking practices. I'm talking about collusive behavior. Now, my belief is, when all's said and done, and when the veil is pulled away, you will not see 14 individual companies. You will see one company. You understand? Like Point Core, and like I remember when they went into the building where Point Core, one of the buildings where they were located, even though it was, it was abandoned, it was like, I don't know, I don't know why they, uh, in the plot, I'm not 100% sure why it was, but they had all of these other defense contractors that were listed, like their logos and everything, as being like this point core conglomerate. And again, when you have that, you've got a monopoly. And you've got everybody kind of on the same satanic team, which is also not a good thing. You've been digging around trying to make those connections clear. Yeah, that's right. Sonia was working on that? She was my lead researcher. She was involved in everything we did. They're going to get you, Stephen. One way or another, they got 40 billion good reasons to want you out of the way. You got to go on the record. Swing the spotlight back on them. You gotta be so that's basically the, the, the gist of the clip there. Uh, uh, anyway, that's... I just I just saw that, and then this happens, and I'm like, wow! I haven't talked about you know this this private defense contractor type of issue in a while, and now all of a sudden, in the last literally 48 hours, I've just been um, flooded with this particular subject. So after now, let's now we're going back now to 
the original sound bites that we heard uh, on the you know 49 minute interview that we just heard on part one so we're going back to that that original report after hearing this man's story it makes you realize that the homeless man on the news was telling the truth i'm assuming you guys saw the video of the homeless man we're going to play it in a second on live news a newscaster was in texas a couple weeks ago interviewing a man who was weathering the storm on his own outside taking shelter under some awnings the newscaster walked up to him and asked asked him why he was outside the man said because the red cross and another fema shelter were caught killing everyone inside on live tv he said this the the newscaster changed the subject very abruptly the man then started saying how he was a police officer he was cut off again you don't hear the police officer part in this particular clip we're going to play uh here's the video if you missed it so i'm going to go ahead and just i'm going to play i'm going to play a little bit of this video because it covers a couple different things here yesterday because the Salvation Army and the Russian Winds homeless shelter where they were accepting people were caught killing everybody that was in there. Uh, we will see. Um, <laughs> uh, and that goes back to this White House guy that they keep showing who is one of their mouthpieces regarding Harvey. Additional loss of life, so please. Caught killing everybody that was in there. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. All right. So clearly you're homeless and... So he has to discredit him right away, this weatherman guy who's interviewing him, asked him, why are you outside? He says, well, you know, I wanted to, but these, these two shelters, the, the FEMA one and the other one, were caught killing people. And so he says, clearly you're homeless. So in other words, you've got to discredit the guy totally, meaning that, you know, he's just crazy. He's homeless. A lot of people were homeless during that particular time. And it wasn't because they were crazy or anything else. And I'm not saying homeless people are crazy, but he that's why he did it. Obviously, he was he went into full damage control mode right away. Uh, there are some challenges that you face, sir. So then they, they, they pose the question, what if Jade Home has finally begun? So then the next part of the video, it says, and why were they cloud seeding Texas days before Harvey hit, or actually even during when it was hitting? And I talked a lot about this. I talked a lot about my listener that told me of all the, the chemtrails that he was seeing, you know, as, as Harvey was coming in and, and, you know, seemed to be very, very directed. Um, this goes into it even further here. They were trying to fuel the storm. Here's document evidence why they were cloud seeding Texas on August 24th just before Harvey hit. It's showing some document. I don't know where they got it from. It says Trans-Pecos Weather Modification Association, Pecos... Uh, Barstow, Texas, seeding report, August 24, 2017. It's this big technical support. I don't know. I don't know where they got it from, but it looks pretty legit. And they're showing it here in the video. You can you can check it out here. Um, to help initiate shower and storms for this particular day. Why would they be wanting to do that if a hurricane was coming on shore? And then it was even showing where they were doing it, flight information, meaning where they were in where they were implementing the um, the flights to seed the, the cells for weather modification, the time they were going out, the actual plane, it was playing 26P, the flare location, meaning I guess where the where this seeding was initiated at. Um, they was telling you all the, the, you know, where it was going on here. I mean, I don't know, man. It looks, 
looks pretty legit satellite imagery actually proves the cloud seeding so if you don't believe that you look at satellite imagery as the hurricane's coming on shore and you see all of these areas that were literally the the air was dry it was black on the thing whereas whereas this is a black and white um satellite imagery and you know the the hurricane's just this big swirling mass of white and there's this these areas around the hurricane that are black and these and then all of a sudden out of nowhere all of these plumes of white just explode right outside the hurricane and again that was what they were doing is they were trying to fuel the hurricane as it came on land and fuel it for as long as they could keep it on land they were steering it they were they were charging it up with this next rad doppler that we had talked about in previous videos and then when they couldn't hold it any longer they would bring it offshore where it could refuel again over the warm water and then they'd bring it back on shore and then they would cloud seed more and they were doing all this on purpose by design all equating out to a 50 plus inches of rainfall in some of those areas which is unbelievably unprecedented and, and historic you know as the hurricane heads and land you can observe clouds forming rapidly around it and that's the cloud seeding and again you can watch the video of this all happening this is a whole other video i hadn't even seen i, I played a lot of other videos before this is just more proof i mean these these plumes of white come out of literally nowhere other types of monitors also captured strange anomalies coming out of antarctica heading towards the usa i saw this i didn't even report on it last time but very strange stuff coming out of antarctica as well that could have been actually pumping the storm up so again you just can't even get to it all okay let's go forward here also here are a couple videos which su support the man in the first video's claim why won't they let rescuers in what's going on in there and what don't they want people to see so here's one entitled red alert fema barges in texas are jails and they're probably not just jails they're probably death traps you know death centers or whatever to be kidding me you guys are gonna you guys are gonna just look at this one we got fema barges ladies and gentlemen coming to houston there's pictures of them i mean they're they're not it's not like it's some rumor there's pictures of them it's on the even local news they're showing these things they look like big three-story prison ships looks like a prison compound like they just dropped on top of a barge this moron uh somebody i think it was like a mayor or something said they're like river boats they're like river boats uh they're like floating prisons you moron mayor look at this you guys we got fema barges and by the way i heard they didn't even pass inspection these things look like a jail inside port arthur mayor clarified temporary housing situation for city this guy right here, Derek Freeman, the mayor, posted a clarification to the temporary housing situation regarding the FEMA barges coming to Port Arthur. Mayor Derek Freeman posted a clarification to the temporary housing situation regarding the FEMA barges coming to Port Arthur. There will be two FEMA barges which will hold 300 Arthur. On his Facebook clarifying about the barges that will be used to house displaced residents. I am, I'm, uh, looks like a jail. They're showing what they look like inside, and I mean, it looks like a, what, like, if you watch those prison shows, it looks like what a prison looks like inside, and on the outside. It looks like jail. Take a look at that, it looks like jail. 
and they're fe- they're 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 floating on water. FEMA barges? You gotta be kidding me. Port Arthur, please allow me to clarify our housing situation as of right now. We have 270 citizens in shelter. We have citizens in... Added to that, we have 250 plus citizens being displaced by flooding on their first floor apartments. Then we currently have some 4,000 plus citizens sheltering in their homes. P-A-I-S-D, whatever the hell that is. First thought, they would be out four to five weeks. But after assessing the damage on all the campuses, they were able to get our kids back? They were able to get our kids back? Gwendolyn Donahue, displaced resident who is currently staying at the Red Cross shelter at Thomas Jefferson Middle School, is not happy with this type of temporary housing. To live from shelter to shelter is hard enough, but at this moment, now you're talking about putting me on a barge? Putting me on a barge, a ship? Where you put out a cargo of food to ship around and now you're talking about this is how I have to live? She was rescued from her home during her uh, home during Hurricane Harvey and transported from shelter to shelter. She said last thing she wants to do is live on a barge on the water. I will say again, I'm not a fish. I'm not a crab. I'm not a shrimp because I don't know nothing about being on a boat. I don't know nothing about being on a boat. County Judge Jeff Branwick said FEMA and the Texas Division of Emergency Management are looking at other options for temporary housing, such as mobile homes, trailers, and shelters. And death. No, they want to get you on those FEMA prison uh, barges, take you out to sea, and kill you. Well, I've heard also their aircraft carriers that they were trying to relocate some of these people that were off the, the coast, and that those are absolute death traps. I mean, I've heard a lot of different scenarios about ways that people were disappearing. And again, we haven't, we're just kind of starting to scratch the surface here. Here's, a, here's another report. Military and FEMA take over Kingwood, stop civilians from helping in rescue missions. Um, so we'll go ahead and play this one. And a shout out to, to Betty Chambers and everyone else out there that's been sending information in my way in regards to this. As you can see here, they're saying that the military and FEMA have taken over many of the bridges and many of the spots down here and that there is no more civilian help allowed. This now, again, he's showing, I'm not endorsing Dabu7, but he's literally showing like Facebook posts and things of this, real pictures of people on the ground there saying military and FEMA just took control of this particular bridge, no more civilian help allowed. We've seen boats flip, dogs die. Um, it's interesting because civilians have been the ones that have rescued many other civilians left and right down here. Yeah, exactly. They don't want any of that to happen. Just like the, the civilian militia and um, the Cajun Navy and the Texas Navy and all these good people that have went down there, they don't want that to happen. They want They want maximum death and carnage. And they don't want this dynamic going on. Now they're saying that people are flipping their boats and it's making the situation worse. I can understand that there's going to be some flip boats a time or two, but to stop all citizens, I mean, there's hundreds of guys lined up down here with boats and they're turning them around. There's a Fox 26 news clip here that shows it. 
And I'm getting word from people on the ground down there that there's checkpoints set up in Huntsville and that you can go no further south there on the main road to get into Houston. You can't go any further south than Huntsville. This is the information being relayed to me. Now, I'm sure if you're a local and you know some back roads that are not flooded, you can navigate your way around. But as far as anyone else that's just trying to get down in there through the main roads, uh, certain areas are still inundated with water. Although, the water in some areas is starting to recede slowly, beginning today, as a lot of these spots were expected to crest today. But as you can see here, even though that's the case, the place is still completely flooded out. A lot of people down here need help. This is going to be an ongoing relief effort for some time. Okay, so that was that was more of a report right when this was happening, but it was it's kind of showing you the dynamic of what we're talking about today. Here's another video. I watched this. I'm not going to play it, but it's cop yells at this man helping Harvey flood victims and says, we have enough. I mean, this guy went, this cop dude went off on this guy. And I mean, he had one of those monster... Like it, I wouldn't even call it a four by four. It's it's a like almost something you would take in like a swamp buggy, a big, 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 like hugely high platform. This thing could go. I mean, you could probably go in ten feet of water with this thing. It was that tall, and this cop's just screaming at this guy, trying to impose his will on on this guy, just going into an area, just trying to help, and he's just going nuts. You know, he's part of Satan's Satan's legions, and they don't want anybody getting help in it. They want that maximum death and destruction and misery, because that makes Satan happy. And that's what it really all boils down to, is that, what I just said. So as chilling as this sounds, this isn't the first time FEMA has been accused of killing people in their care. Josh Coy, the talk show host of the largest FM radio station in Alabama, started investigating the claims that FEMA was killing homeless people. He discovered that FEMA was picking up Homeless people in blue vans and they'd never be seen again. He says it has to do with organ harvesting. I've reported on this over and over about all the stuff they've done to the, are doing to the homeless. They tried to kill Josh Coy recently when he went in for a medical procedure. In the middle of the night, fake multiple doctors came into his hospital room and tried to force him to take an injection. He was able to hold them off and survive the assassination attempt. And here's a whole report on it. It's called Attempted Medical Assassination of Josh Coy, FEMA Camp Whistleblower. So, I mean, they'll kill you for this stuff. Like what I'm doing today, I mean, they, they, they don't have any problem killing you. But the problem, the problem they're running into right now is because of Harvey especially, there's so many reports going on right now. And that's why I'm trying to get the word out as well. Because, you know, it gets to a point where it can't be contained. Now, here's the thing. If people like Dave Hodges and Alex Jones and these, these guys are really real and i will say dave hodges did was the first one i heard this from but he needs to follow this up and alex jones if he's supposedly who he says he is he needs to be the main one following this up and i get, i've done all kind of warnings on alex jones so save your whatever on that i'm saying though if you see nothing from him about this then, you know, that's a pretty good confirmation that he's going to only go so far. He's, he's going to, he, I mean, this is right in his backyard. Literally, when Harvey was coming ashore, I mean, Austin was part of the, of the area that was being affected. It was on the very outskirts, but it was literally, he should have been on this harder than anybody. And I saw very little reporting 
from Jones on the whole Harvey thing. Very little. Um, I mean, he's got all these people, boots on ground, all these reporters, all these contacts, and I've heard very little from him about this, which just all the more makes me have a, a, a tons of suspicion regarding Jones and, and his true uh, motives. He should be the one on this more than anybody. So it's extremely disur- disturbing when we see homeless being openly separated from the general population and forced into buses on these hurricanes, uh, which that's also happening as well. The post This was posted by a friend, uh, the, the lady writing the article, in a private group I'm in, and she said this, quote, This was posted by, name omitted, she is in one of my Facebook groups. She is a first-hand witness to this. It's disturbing. This alternative news flash has come into me today, this uh, 9th of September from Central Florida. Homeless in Florida are segregated, deported to unknown, unknown locations as Hurricane Irma approaches. Poor and homeless people who were standing in line to register at community shelters today have been systematically separated out from the lineups by police and transported to unknown locations. They want these people dead anyway. This is the perfect um, manner in which to get them to comply with the government and to literally go to their own destruction. It's the perfect perfect thing, Irma. Um, an eyewitness at the school shelter in Flagler County reported this morning, quote, there were a dozen or so guys in line, mostly men and a few women, some of them in wheelchairs. The cops got on the blower and read out a bunch of names and told them they all had to get on the bus that just pulled up. It was a local school bus. One of the guys, whose name was called, objected and asked why it was only the homeless being put on the bus. Two cops immediately grabbed him and forced him on. Oh, that's nice. A lady in a wheelchair started screaming and demanding to know where they were going. I asked one of the cops, and he said to the local Salvation Army, Oh boy. So, in other words, you know, to your death, probably. But after they forced them on the bus, and it left, I called my auntie on my cell phone, and she drove by the only Salvation Army in the area, and there was no school bus there. The place was all locked up and boarded up against the storm. And, you know, I know, like, in my area, you know, where I'm at, there's a local Salvation Army, quote, campus, and that's where all the homeless people congregate. And I just wonder how many homeless have went to their deaths as a result of the Red Cross coordinating with, you know, the government in order to make sure these people disappear. I just, I really wonder at this point, because I, I read the Red Cross is, is definitely in on it at this point, and, and I'm going to give a lot of confirmation on that coming up here. Um, a staff member at the community center in Volusia County confirmed today that an, quote, arrangement had been made to have anyone either homeless or on social assistance sheltered in, quote, separate facilities. But the staff member gave no indication where those facilities were or why the transportees had no choice in the matter and were forcibly pulled out of the lines by police. In other words, it's harder to make people that are on the radar disappear there's more questions that are going to be asked but if you're homeless and nobody really knows your whereabouts they're they're the easiest targets for the government to to um implement their beta testing now they want them dead anyway they're to to them they're just useless eaters so they they don't want to be so bold as to outright in the open 
take people that are like, let's say, on the radar, on the grid, or whatever, productive members of society, and take them to the death camps. They're not quite there yet, but the homeless people, no, they're the perfect candidate for that. That's what I think's going on. You know, I mean, from from what I'm seeing here, how how could I think any different after what we've already heard just now? And I'm not even halfway through this study right now. Um, let's go forward here. Now, watch this video of these homeless people being forced onto separate buses. Watch the video. It's absolutely chilling, especially when the officer says, I'm sorry, we got the information after you got dropped off and there was a separate shelter for homeless. Now, you can watch the video at this particular link. Now, you have to understand, in this video, to me, it wasn't that chilling because they knew they were being recorded. The, the, the people that were making them or wanting them to go on these buses were basically saying, they were saying, well, do we got to get on the bus? And the guy's like, no, you can walk to the center. And I think if the cameras hadn't been on them, they would probably would have said, yes, your compliance is mandatory. But they were on their best behavior. And it was still a bad video, you know. So I'm not going to play it, though. Um, it's heartbreaking watching these homeless people standing in line, looking at the at the at that bus, perplexed about it. Then their heads kind of hung. They file off onto the bus with all their belongings. It makes me sad, especially knowing they're probably driving to their fate. I can almost guarantee you those people we see here in the video probably aren't breathing anymore. Now, these are separate people making these videos that have nothing to do with the first guy we just that we let play for the first hour. That particular gentleman. These are all separate people coming to the same conclusions. And there's so many videos up on YouTube. I, there's no way I could go through them and vet them all and, and, and everything else. There's, there's tons of people with their own first-hand accounts about this. I'm just trying to give a good synopsis of, of what we're looking at here. And, and kind of, so what I always try to do with my studies, make a very broad subject, try to condense it down and, and, and put it in a format where, you know, hopefully you can get through it and, and, and not have to spend your whole week trying to search all this stuff out. I, I'm kind of trying to do it for you. So, going forward. And here's an article written yesterday about how puzzled the police are in Salt Lake City about where all the homeless people went. Mystery in Salt Lake City. Where have all the homeless people gone? And, um... This is an excerpt from the article. The streets around Salt Lake City's downtown emergency shelter have long been home to hundreds of homeless people. In recent weeks, though, nearly all of them seem to have vanished following a police operation. Local residents are mystified as to where they've gone. I've done tons and tons of stories on this exact thing. Whole colonies of homeless people, like in L.A. and in California and those places, disappear overnight. Literally hundreds of their shopping carts all stacked up in rows the next day. And everybody's like, where did they all go? They went to the death camps. That's where they went. They're useless eaters. They're beta testing. They're also gauging public reaction. Because if there's no public outcry over it, they think, okay, well, then we're ready to, to um, you know, humanity's hardened in, in enough where we're ready to take this to the next level where these other people will be the target of it. Uh, yeah, the people are all gone. The Salt Lake Police Chief Mike Brown said he had visited parks in the Jordan River, which threads its way to the Great Salt Lake and has homeless camps dotted all along its banks. But he hadn't seen an, an influx from downtown, meaning he hadn't seen any homeless on these 
camps that he knew were there. Sergeant Brandon Shearer has been up in a police helicopter looking for camps and seemed equally perplexed when asked where the people had gone. He said, quote, I don't know. He said, that's a good question. Now, normally they don't even report on this. I'm really surprised they would even let this run in the Salt Lake City, whatever Tribune or whatever this was. But yeah, they actually had this um, report out. And here's a little, a picture of of a big nuclear power plant and it says, a small group of people are controlling the world. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's a documented fact. If we don't take these people out, they're going to kill us all. Well, that's what the plan is. I mean, that's what their plan is to do, obviously. So, going back to this report from the Salt Lake, I believe, Tribune, advocates for their part fear humanitarian crisis is brewing, while observers continue to wonder what has become of the population who lived around the road, um, the road home, until only last month, the state is transforming the physical landscape there, meaning where I guess they used to live, even though it plans, even though it plans eventually shuttering the shelter and opening three smaller ones in the region. Any homeless people who want to return are welcome back, but now there are ten foot high chain link fences and floodlights that are at that at night render the shelter akin to a high security border crossing. So they've taken all the, sh- the homeless people off the streets, they're in the death camps, they're either dog food or, or whatever they do with them, okay? And, and I don't mean that to be, I mean, I'm just saying that's probably what they're doing. They're probably doing something incredibly evil and nefarious, human sacrifice. Like I said, you know, probably about a million people go missing every year, documented that over and over. And the, and the homeless are the, are the most logical, easiest targets of them all. So now, what they've done since they've removed them, they're like, oh, you're welcome back. But now we're gonna, you're going to have 10-foot high chain link fences, floodlights at the, at the night, rendering the shelter akin to a high-security border crossing, or perhaps a prison. While officials describe part of the recently blocked-off street in front of the shelter as a, quote, safe space where vulnerable, drug-free people can get help, social workers have taken it to calling it, quote, the yard. Here's another report. And of course, during these hurricanes in Texas, it's extremely disturbing to hear the leaks that they were killing animals. Of course, they completely denied it um, when the word got out to the public. Here's, a, here's an excerpt from a Facebook post. Okay, everybody, here's an update from Texas. Do not ever, I repeat, ever donate any money to the Humane Society or to the ASPCA. They showed up here today with government officials and shut down our rescue mission. Uh, there are genuine rescue missions in Texas for animals. Um, and they're really trying to save as many animals. There, there's all kind of little animals that are dead because of the flooding, the ground burrowing ones. It's, it's horrible. I mean, you know, the people, the animals, it's just carnage, you know. But don't donate any money to the Humane Society or this ASPCA. They showed up here today with government officials and shut down our rescue mission. They're confiscating the animals that we rescued and have decided that every pit needs to be put down, meaning I guess pit bull, and any animal they think needs to be put down, they are euthanizing. Okay, so then it says they are not even giving these owners a chance to come and claim their animals. I am so uh, P-I-S-S-E-D we are superstar who rescue crew and everybody here we are 
we are pulling out and we are moving and relocating to another area so we can continue our rescue mission. Because everywhere people are trying to do righteous things, the government or the Humane Society or the Red Cross or FEMA or these private contractors are all coming in and basically shutting everything down and making sure that, that as much evil is being perpetuated as possible is what we're, we're talking about here. And if you're giving to these organizations, understand you're funding and fueling that wickedness to happen. Okay? So, and we're going to get way more into that very shortly. Um, we are not going to let them keep our dogs and our horses and our animals so we can get them back to their owners. It is a disgrace they get millions of dollars donated to them so they can fix the problem by just euthanizing them. I haven't slept in two days. I am beyond mad. Um, I want to punch somebody in the face. So that was that was another report. Here's another one. A friend of mine on Facebook posted this on my page today. Quote, my girlfriend of 18 years went missing two days ago after the hurricane. And now this is in Jacksonville, Florida. So this is Irma, okay? Uh, she is disabled and needs her meds. She wouldn't have she would have made attempts to call me but she hasn't it's been 10 days now and no word she's in jacksonville i filled out a missing persons report posted flyers drove up and down streets emailed news stations three times no responses i'm very worried she did not take her purse extra clothes id nothing no one knows anything i don't know how or if she's eating if she doesn't do her meds soon she'll go into full-blown manic now that's another point there's so many people that are addicted to these mind-altering meds and you got people addicted to the diabetes medications. And you got people addicted to the heart med med meds and all of these different things people are addicted to. And they're addicted. Let's face it. Once you go on meds, the meds do things your body would normally typically try to do on its own. And when you deprive somebody of those meds without compensating with some type of targeted clinical nutritional supplement is the best way that I know of to do it. It's what I specialize in then you cannot expect the body just to say, oh, well, I'm good with this. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a nice smooth withdrawal off the meds. It doesn't work that way. You're, you're going you're gonna to throw your whole body into beyond haywire, and this is another reason you're going to have people in an absolutely insane state of mind when they're deprived of their meds, when all of this stuff starts to go down. Um, I stayed with her during the storm. She was stable. We were without power two and a half days, but I had propane stove. Anyway, he goes on and on and on. Then he says, Friday, I went to her house again. All her lights, ACTV were on and the front door was ajar. Now he hadn't, he had to go to work on Wednesday. She didn't call Thursday or Friday. That's when he went to her house. Okay. And the little puppy I bought her for her birthday came out to greet me. Poor little thing, which was unusual as she always was with him. Is, is she is always with him, the puppy. I searched the house yard, some neighbors, no one saw her. I stayed at her house Friday, Saturday, Sunday, called the police. Officer came, told me to wait a few more days, so I did. I called them again on Tuesday, and then I filled out an MP report. Don't know if FEMA was there, but probably, as we were hit pretty bad here, lots of damage, down trees, and flooding. And, you know, FEMA could have come to the front door, and she's freaking out over not having meds or whatever. And like, oh, come with us, man. We, we have a nice warm bed for you you know, in a guillotine waiting so we can harvest your organs. I, I think that's a lot of what they're doing with this. I mean, I've went into that extensively before on, on the whole or organ harvesting issue and how that is a multi-billion dollar business. And that's another big gigantic, not only are these viewed as sacrifices to Satan, these people that they're, they're executing, but also the organ harvesting 
standpoint is another huge one. Uh, update, FEMA did go through her neighborhood. He found out. He did find, he got confirmed. Then here's a picture of her and uh, the whole missing person thing. So if you want to see that. She is just one of thousands of missing people after the hurricanes in Texas and Florida and guaranteed all these people are going to be swept under the rug. It's not going to be like, oh, you're going to see every one of these people on the back of a milk cart. No, you're not going to see it at all. Those, all that is, is, is to get you thinking that every single missing child gets on the back of a milk cart or has some Amber Alert sent out about them when that's only an infinitesimally small amount of missing children that that, that, that happens to. That way they make you think, oh, they're doing that for everybody and they're only doing it for probably .001% of the population. Just to make you feel all warm and fuzzy when you see it. I've got into that many, many times. All the missing children, like up in the Virginia area and the Washington, D.C. area and how the pedophile network up there and the whole Comet Pizza, and we covered that at length too. So the thing is, is so much of what I talk about on, on a week-to-week or a, you know, if I do these teachings every couple months it all interweaves it all interconnects it all cross confirms in the end it really does i mean almost every single subject i cover it's related in some way shape or form and going further and don't forget the fact that the red cross is absolutely nowhere to be found anywhere in the midst of these disasters no no they're they're there to be found they're the ones though doing all the wickedness and evil and making sure the supplies don't get to where they're going to yes they're raising money non-stop from gullible americans a houston city councilman had strong words about the red cross in fact he's begging people not to donate even one penny to this group here's what he had to say about new orleans and san antonio and this isn't even related to the to the houston thing but we'll we'll, we'll see things that are related to the houston um thing there red lost i'm sorry the red cross because the Red Cross, if anybody wants to donate to the Red Cross, please call me. I beg you not to send them a penny. They are the most inept. Now, this is a Houston city councilman, okay? And he's in, like, session somewhere. They're, they're, they're in some, there's, a, like, an American flag in the background. He's in a suit. I mean, this is official. Unorganized organization that I've ever experienced. I, I've been in Kingwood fighting this thing, and we have not seen one person not a single person from the Red Lost. Yet- oh, I'm sorry. This is about Houston. Okay, yeah, this is about Houston. And again, we're just getting started on the Red Cross. Every time I turn on the TV, they're receiving multi, multi hundreds of millions of dollars. What are you guys doing with it? How many contractors are you helping us with? So to this day, many days after the hurricane hit, I have not seen a single person in Kingwood or in Clear Lake that's a representative of the Red Cross. You know who opened our shelters? We did. You know who sent water and supplies? We did. People didn't have cots. We got them blankets. We didn't get a darn thing from the Red Cross. Every bit of of anything good that's going on down there is literally grassroots. Every bit of it, from what I can identify. The, The... Everything wicked and evil and suppressing that is the is the is the deep state, you know, all of these governmental organizations and organizations like the Red Cross and now you have the Humane Society, just these big organizations that are yoked up with the dark government, the dark aspects of our government and the privatization of these military contractors and FEMA and Homeland Security. That's where you're seeing all of the wickedness occur. 
It's just, it's unbelievable. So if anybody wants to send them money, don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Send it to other causes. Thank you, Mayor. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, you really need to vet where you're putting your money if you send any money down there, you know. And I don't really know exactly, but I typically the smaller charities, the ones that are more, you know, uh, boots on the ground, the ones that are more grassroots, those are the ones that you're going to have a much higher chance of, of the money going to the right. And obviously, if you actually had any direct connections to any of the people, you know, there, that would be a much safer thing as well. So, let's go further. Um, here's another video. Leak, sickening video of what the Red Cross is doing with Harvey donations. So, let's look at some more here. sickening video of what Red Cross is doing with Harvey donations. Now, I absolutely abhor these automated videos. I cannot tell you how much I hate them. But in this particular case, it's not a long video, and I think they do a pretty good job of giving a pretty good synopsis of just one aspect of this. Christian News alerts. The Red Cross has recently come under scrutiny for concerns over its handling of relief efforts. Critics point to the organization's track record of allegedly misusing donation funds. A new event has cast additional doubt on what was once considered America's premier charity group. Okay, so According to a video posted to Facebook, a Texas woman filmed what she claims to be piles of unused Hurricane Harvey donations thrown away by order of the Red Cross because they can collect more. Now here's the video in the background of the, of the lady talking. And these are the videos that Red Cross, th these are the supplies they're just throwing away. And, I mean, it's perfectly good stuff that could do a lot of good. It's a whole mound of it that the Red Cross is just throwing away of donations coming in. woman who posted the video censures the Red Cross for allegedly disrespecting donors. The Red Cross donors. here in Houston to throw away all the dog food, all the crates. All the blankets that you donated. All the all the dog food, all the crates, all the blankets that you that you because uh, they want to make sure all the animals die. Um, they're throwing all that away. With your hard-earned money. The three of these bags they're filled with brand new Red Cross blankets, still in plastic wrap. So the they're brand new Red Cross blankets that are being thrown away that are still in the plastic wrap. They don't want anybody to have shelter, comfort, anything. They want to have as much misery as possible. This is the Red Cross. 500 pounds of food that was going to be thrown away. Fortunately, the volunteers from all over the United States got a hold of a friend of mine and told them their situation. So it's, it looks like it's mostly like dog and cat food. That's so pitiful. Poor babies out there starving to death and oh my gosh this is so evil i mean i love animals and i i just can't handle did you see the little video of, of harvey the hurricane hawk oh it's so cute you ought to you ought to like look it up and, and this guy takes this little poor little hawk in and i love hawks i've talked about hawks in my previous videos i've got a lot of i don't know connections with hawks and cute little thing shows up in this guy's um his back seat and the little, poor little baby is 
his little wing is he can't use it anymore and and he takes him in for like a day and like you can tell the guy really cares he's like feeding him and it's and then he finally gets him and i believe he gets him to a very good wildlife refuge shelter the lady actually comes personally and and gets them and then even gives updates after like okay here's harvey's progress and and she was the one that she actually even emailed me about all the the poor little animals that are you know they're dead because you know the, the flooding which is just you know they which was done on purpose and all the ground burning animals are all dead and it will take literally decades for their populations to come back if they ever come back and it's just you know you know when you start killing animals and stuff too and 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 i mean i don't know <laughs> i really just i have a really hard time with all this death and evil and destruction and i'm sure all you do too you know just seeing this wickedness and just trying to wrap your head around why would why would anybody want to do that why, why how could they gain satisfaction through all of this do, do they realize how red white hot in hell they're gonna burn and that, that to have no fear of god but it's not even to me fear of god it's like where's your compassion why wouldn't you have compassion on these people that are there that don't and, and on on the animals and on all i mean it's so it's just so incomprehensible you know ah oh, it's horrible this completely filled my vehicle. I'm going back for the second load. It's free. And they are instructed to throw it all away because they can get more, according to the director. They can get more. That's their Down reason. here in Houston at the Red Cross. Even though they're not getting any of this to the targeted people, they're literally taking it and either throwing it away or so we're going to see reselling what they're getting as donations. Reselling for a profit. The Red Cross, making you pay for bottled water that was donated to them at a, I think it's a buck twenty-five for a little bottle. This is how sick and evil these maggots are at the Red Cross, and they could care less about any of the animals. They're all of this is dog and cat food and in um, emergency blankets for people and things of this nature. And this lady, God bless her, and anyone that's doing this work is getting it and putting it in their vehicles and then act it's the only way it's going to happen is, is if people do it grassroots one-on-one -on -one. but then again they're out there getting blocked and unless they're with an organization they're putting their lives at, at big time risk because you know you have some private contractor pull you over you got a whole thing of dog food in the back and they're going to probably make you surrender your vehicle or blow your brains out or something i don't know i mean as wicked as things are they can get more for florida so just throw it away. Throw away 600 blankets, crates, 500 pounds of dog food. Well done, Red Cross. Please feel free to share this. I'm going for another load. Our rescue groups and our humane societies can use this. The video was... Yeah, but again, I'd be real leery of the humane society because they're the ones euthanizing the animals. Published on Sunday by Wendy Wilkerson Underwood of Woodway, Texas. The recording in question shows Wilkerson Underwood in her garage with a number of items and filled black garbage bags. Wilkerson Underwood claims that she retrieved those items after they were thrown away by the Red Cross. She named dog food, crates, and blankets as being among the discarded items. According to her narration, 
There are three of these bags that are filled with brand new Red Cross blankets still in plastic wrap. This completely filled my vehicle. I'm going back for the second load. So he's already reiterating what we already heard. But I mean, I'm, I just here's the videos just beside this that you could click on. Red Cross scam, Harvey exposed, Harvey edition. Um, disaster relief donations that don't bring relief. Uh, Red Cross, United Way, um, Goodwill are scamming the people. These are all pe different people putting these videos up. It's not the same one. Uh, another Houston councilman begs people not to donate to Red Cross. Here's a different one. Houston councilman. Uh, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. All, all this wickedness. Oh, here's another one. Uh, Red Cross stealing from the doorsteps of churches. Yep, after Harvey devastated Texas. Now I'm going to play this one. I just can't not play these. It's a lady driving in her car. I don't know why she takes so long to start talking, but... Parked. Let's see if Facebook cuts my life feed. Facebook oh, I'm cuts sorry. my life feed. I don't know. <clears throat> we shall see. I'm gonna share something with you guys real quick. Um, <clears throat> it is an executive order that was signed by Barack Obama on March 16th of 2012. Order EO1. And then she's gonna show how that relates to what's going on right now. Because this video just came out on September 9th. So it was a little bit closer to the to the event itself. But again, you know, a lot of these things don't get bumped up in the YouTube until they've been out for a little bit while, until they get views. And I think what we're seeing now is a critical mass has developed on a lot of these Harvey videos that maybe were have been out for, let's say, one, two, three weeks, but they weren't, they weren't rated that high because they didn't have a lot of views. So now is really we're seeing critical mass on a lot of this information getting to the people. 13603, titled National Defense Resources Preparedness. Obama claimed authority under the Defense Production Act of 1950, a Korean War era statute, 50 USC. It gives government power to marshal whatever resources they want. You can find this information at obamawhitehouse.archives.gov. It was an executive order that he signed. Um, you guys remember the story that I've been uh, sharing with y'all. I apologize. I'm, I'm sick and I'm worn and I'm torn and I'm just at my wit's end with all this. But She's there, boots on ground. She's been doing this probably at this point for a while now. I mean, she put the video up on September 9th, after, well after this had all come. And the people are just, like the guy that we heard in the video, he was only there for five days and he's just, you know... It, it you just have no idea what kind of toll that takes on you physically. Like I said, it looked like he'd aged 10 years. From the video I saw that he'd put up earlier in the month, he looked like 10 years older. This lady has probably just been through the ringer. They've been boots on ground. Their adrenals are shot. And they're, they're not believing 
the wickedness that they're seeing and they're trying to process it. And it's hard for somebody that has a moral, let's say, Christian worldview to, to understand the wickedness they're observing. I'm going to go ahead and share something with y'all. A lot of you remember me sharing the story um, about this past week with a friend of mine by the name of Gregory Coltson. He's been working hand-in-hand -hand with the Cajun Navy as well as AP Off-Road in their efforts to take care of the victims of Harvey that were left behind in the wake of this devastation with literally nothing. Okay, so again, this is the Cajun Navy. you got the Texas Navy. You've got these other militias down there. These are the only ones that are actually really providing relief from what I can gather, you know. And, and wonderful people like her that are actually doing this work, grassroots, joining arm in arm and, and you know to get this stuff done some children that were ripped up out of their baby beds in the middle of the night with just a diaper on while their families began to tread through water that was chest high by the time these families and these children got to a safe place where they could be taken in and clean up and maybe hopefully get a warm meal and a good night's sleep a decent night's sleep these children's diapers were soaked, so now we have children that literally are naked, naked, ripped up out of their beds in the middle of the night with just a diaper on. Their parents took them through chest-deep water. By the time they were able to seek shelter, um, the baby's diapers were soaked. They were soiled. And again, you know, you look at these people, these are real people. You know, these are totally separate, different, real people who really care. And, and this is the only place we're going to get truth. I mean, unless God were to reveal it to you or whatever, this is, this is, what we're, this is where you got to go to get truth. Boots on the ground, people that live there and, and, and are going to give these types of reports. They had to take them off, and these children were left with nothing. These babies were left with nothing. So Gregory Colton has been working hand-in-hand -hand with the Cajun Navy and AP Off-Road. We were doing search and rescue for the first week. Now we are in the process of trying to... Um, and we're just in the, in the process of trying to help out these families rebuild. Um, not rebuild their homes, but rebuild their faith. Show them that people out here care. Even if we are complete strangers, we care. Um, show them that there's still a little thing called humanity and love and compassion and empathy. Amen. Um, so the story with Gregory is they they were taking in truckloads, literally 18-wheelers, semi-trucks, trailers, and Penske trucks full of donations. That is clothing, baby food, diapers, wipes, bottles, binkies, blankets, clo um, adult clothes as well. They were taking them into the churches, into um, downtown Houston, where a lot of these families were hit hard while they were unloading the supplies um, because there was so much supplies coming in and not enough help taking it out and, and putting it away into um, the place where they're storing all of the goods. Um, the doors of the front steps of the church um, literally had box after box after box after box of donations. You guys, y'all's donations that you busted your tail to ensure we had. Thank you. But the Red Cross began to come in. They decided to show their ass, threaten the pastures, 
threaten the priest and threaten the good-hearted, hard-working men and women out here that are trying to help out with the devastation um, that so many of these families are being impacted by after Hurricane Harvey. Um, they began to steal. Yes, I said it. The Red Cross was physically taking the donations from the doorsteps of these churches and putting them into their trucks. Red Cross came to the church with volunteers and began to steal the donations. They were protected. The Red Cross was stealing from people that literally had nothing. Not even a shirt on their back or shoes on their feet. And they were protected by Order EO13603. They were protected by Barack Obama, who signed this executive order on March 16th of 2012. You guys can find... You, Barack, you're, you just to let you know, Barack Obama, you are going to burn in hell white hot. You and these devils behind this Red Cross scheme. I mean, how? what kind of satanic maggot could do something like this to steal the donations coming in for Hurricane Harvey and to literally steal them. And, and you're going to, I think she gets into what they actually do with, with the donations. None of it, none of it's getting to these people. They're making sure that they're making sure as much death and misery is spread as humanly possible. This, if you don't believe me at Obama white house, that's one word. ObamaWhiteHouse.archives.gov $10 For every $10 that you guys donate to the Red Cross The victims of Harvey Get 90 cents And that's what they're admitting to I don't think it's 90 cents Look at, look at how they're trying to prevent every single bit of aid getting to anybody at all look at how these two different councilmen and i didn't even play the second clip were begging you not to give any money to the red cross because these people are non-existent regarding actually putting this other than maybe photo ops you know they'll always have photo ops oh the red look at the wonderful work of the red and then they just disappear after the photo op or whatever this is a satanic organization straight from the pit of hell that, you know, needs to be, I pray God just rain down his fury on their wickedness and that they're not able to prosper in wickedness or any of these other evil, wicked devils causing all of this misery. 90 cents. That is a spit in the face to families such as mine that live right here outside of Houston. We were hit hard. The Red Cross came in, scooped up every single donation that they possibly could. And where are they now? Now that the donations have run out, money has gone dry, they are gone. <laughs> and we still have families that are left without. They took in billions 
okay? Because Americans are the most giving people on the planet. I mean, you can say what you will about America, but it is a proven fact. We've sent more missionaries, sent more Bibles, sent more tracts, sent more things to other countries, and we help our own as well. Okay, now I'm not saying America's this wonderful place and we're all puritanical and wonderful, but what I just said though, I, I mean, I'm sorry, that is the truth, okay? And, you know, it's, it's just incomprehensible. And, and the Red Cross and organizations like it are literally in place to make sure that your donations don't get to where they're being targeted to, to, to make sure that it's probably just going right back into the coffers of the Illuminati and to fund your own destruction. Farmers who crop, whose crops are contaminated. Children who have not ate in a day or two. People that are literally sleeping in sleeping bags, if they're lucky, under a bridge because they have no home and they can't afford a tent. Or a sleeping bag. So. It was also brought to my attention. In which I have pictures. Stay tuned for those. Because they will be released. Everyone knows that I like to have my proof. But I, I act accordingly. And I played my hand wisely. So those will be released. When I, when I feel the time is, is necessary to expose the Red Cross for the donations that they stole from these churches, took back to their set-up shelter. And in the back, there were six, count them, six dumpsters, blue and green dumpsters. They would, they would go through the donations that they stole from the steps of these churches brought to them by good people like you. Good people like you. And they were rummaging through them. They accepted whatever they could turn around and sell. Yes, sell. They were donated case after case after case of water. And then turned around and sold the water for a dollar twenty-five a piece. A dollar twenty-five. You sick maggot piece. devils! Donations they're selling. Donations for people that are literally there's no water because the water's all contaminated. The wells are all contaminated. They're spraying these neurotoxins on the people, and they have the satanic audacity to turn around and take the donated water and sell it for a buck 25 a pop and then just trash all the other things that they can't sell to make sure that none of that relief gets to any of the people that's the red cross after they began going through your donations and deciding what was what and separating the two what they could make a profit off of they kept what they could not make a profit off of they decided to put into these dumpsters and they were burning your donations so why would they want to burn them so there'd be no evidence that's how evil this organization is now i mean i'm not saying they're the only wicked evil charitable organization out there like i said if, if any if there's anyone that's big 
I would just, you know, assume it's it's wicked and evil. But I just think the Red Cross is kind of at the at the top of the heap as far as just satanic wickedness from what I can gather. Some of these donations were brand new with tags still on them. Just like the lady that found the like hundred plus Red Cross Red Cross blankets that could have been dispersed that were literally sealed in the packages that were back there to be disposed of with the dog food that they didn't want to distribute. And again, you again, I'm I'm looking here, all these other videos, Red Cross turning away diapering families, um, Red Cross was stealing from the church doorsteps. These are all different people posting videos. America Red Cross exposed. Do not donate to them. Uh, I mean, it's one after another. And the Red Cross could do that. They could confiscate donations. They could steal donations. Legally, they were protected. By order EO13603, National Defense Resources Preparedness, Obama claimed authority under the U.S. <clears throat> under the Defense Produ Production Act of 1950, a Korean War era statute, 50 USC. It gives government power to marshal whatever resources they want. You can find this at ObamaWhiteHouse.archives.gov. This executive order was signed March, March 16th in. On, uh, on March 16th of 2012. Run the Red Cross out of Texas. We don't want them. Run them out of everywhere. Florida, take a lesson learned. The world. Don't let them in your state. Texas will take care of you. God bless. God bless you. That's all I have for part two. I'm just getting cranked up here. I got a lot more to cover. Um, so we're going to go to part three next. God bless you.